It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect, and I'm here to let you know you're holding yourself back. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis or your own radio show or something that the world's never even heard before, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership for the newbies out there. <laughs> it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started so you can start affecting the masses. And remember your boy Dreams believed in you before you even started your show. So please don't switch up on me. Remember me when you make it to the top. That's all I ask. What's going on, internet? Analytic here, aka Dreams, and I would like to welcome you to mine, which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I am your hip hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of RB mixed in. For episode 70, we're going to be getting into Wale and J. Cole's latest collab called Poke It Out. Meek Mill's latest album called Expensive Pain. Then we're going to get into the new rising game called New World. Ending with Lil Wayne and Rich Rich the Kid Trust Fund Babies. But before that, make sure to click my link tree on my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast five stars. I don't even think that's that's not it. Also, <laughs> also make sure to share this podcast rating the show five stars on apple Podcasts. as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses now let's get into the intro the first segment wale and j cole poke it out Cool and Dre. Cool and Dre. Cool and Dre. Cool and Dre. Cool. 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 
see if you gon' lie or you gon' love me I was getting bras way before I got the money Honey, since I've been a star, they don't love me The ceiling got stars when the star got no ceiling Stick it out, poke it out Stick it out, poke it out Yeah, yeah. she got a little butt, so what? Big back, she can show enough Stick it out, stick it out, poke it out J. Cole, Tremaine is back at it again. With now collaborating with the likes of Wale for a new track called Poke It Out. So for Jermaine and Wale, they've recently worked together in 2018 for the My Boy Freestyle. And even before that, they go way back even. I believe they came into the game together even on a XXL magazine. If I'm not mistaken, I don't feel like looking it up because I'm pretty sure that's right. But anyways, (laughs) the actual collaboration between J. Cole and Wale goes back years. So this is a more of a friend type feature than an actual, oh, we're doing this for the charts type feature. Now, Wale may think he's doing it for the charts, but Jermaine definitely knows that Wale is not the artist you go to if you want your track to chart, which charting is not... The end all be all like end all be all i think that's the saying i don't know but the the track is basically for the the clubs the parties like they want that to ring off in the club so then it doesn't have to it, it doesn't have to necessarily translate to mainstream audience like as long as it's in your field then they may be okay with it so for wale i don't know what his actual goal is with the track but for right now the, the the actual production of the track is is amazing honestly i liked it i like the beat i believe the beat is a sample i think i heard somewhere it's like an old time uh, old timey type sample and i mean it, it's from listening to it it sounds like something i've already heard before not in a bad way but a lot of people was killing this track they don't like it they think it's too corny or whatever they think it's too pandering because of the, I don't know if it's because of the little, uh, I don't know if I can, you know, it's a clean podcast, so I don't even know if I can get into that, but the actual topic of the track, let me just say that, is uh, very, mm, very leaning towards one quarter, uh, one corner of the spectrum, let me just say that, I think that's the PG way of putting it, but I, I really like that, I like the track, I like Jermaine's verse I like Wale's verse and chorus and just the whole track in general I just like it I like how it's a vibe they're not really taking it too serious which when you're two lyricists all the time people are gonna be like okay it's like if Kendrick and Jay-Z got together like they're gonna expect a loop beat for like 37 minutes and for them to have 37,000 bars in, in that in the midst of that you know it's like can lyricists not just get together to have a fun track? And, you know, that's why that's why I really like Poke It Out. And I just feel like it's a really lively beat. And it's a beat that I would definitely dance to. And it's, it's one of those type tracks that's just have fun and, and show off your lyricism without actually miracle, spiritual, and killing you with Eminem type lyrics to death, you know? So, I don't know. I really like the track. So, yeah, we're going to get into uh, Jermaine's verse. Now, I'm going to play Jermaine's portion of the track right if I can find it. Give me one second. Okay, actually, y'all going to hear something right quick. Okay, that was for the next segment. I believe that's the next segment. But let me pull it back up because I believe I deleted it. Well, not deleted it, but it went away. 
Okay, here we go. Yeah, okay. Now let me go to Jermaine's verse. Here we go. So here's Jermaine's verse off of Poke It Out with Wale. Poke it out. Turn around, I wanna see. Do it look like how I look on IG. Bad from every angle. She got herself a trainer. I know that can't help but take a little peek. Uh. Cold world and full Lauren, co-starring. We both flexing, both Jacksons, both guarding. These cap that rap with piss pole jargon. My latest whip, my latest chick was both foreign. I know all my hoes miss me. I've been a since I hit elementary. She know who run it, the one that keep it hunted. To find a better nigga, you gon' have to live a century. Evidently, the coach can't bench me. The franchise player, I don't know how to miss, and they can't buy a layup. I'm anti what they are. I can't take my eyes off your pants, I swear. Girl, you shining like a Montclair. I'm thinking we should dip like the camera on air. If you the big step, I'm the landmine here. That's the one they know they can't come near. I just wanna see if you gon' lie, you gon' love me. I was getting bras way before I got the money. Honey, since I've been yeah that that verse was insane i really like i really like that tr that verse from jermaine and oh no i just like the whole track in general i'm i guess for this one it, it, it does it for me for other people it might not but for me i really like this i like the way it came together i like the beat i like the chorus i like everything about it only thing i do not like if i did have a small slight little critique jermaine raps about how his foreign and his he said something about his whip and his girl are both foreign if okay so for rappers like out there aspiring to be lyricists the whole foreign and women type flip that's been done 20 million times like literally sometimes i would be like what if a rapper instead of flipping foreign they tried to flip it into like another word that rhyme with foreign instead of actually saying foreign. Like, you know, it's like make us guess. You know how people started going with uh, this is kind of like a more let's just say a white substance. And you know how people started instead of using that plain old term, they just started using other white people's name like, yeah, that Betty or that that Justin Bieber or that Miley Cyrus, like something like that, like find something to flip foreign. Cause at this point it is ingrained in our mind that girls from other countries are foreign and expensive whips that you get from overseas are also foreign. So we are well aware of that concept. Please change it for in the near future, because that is, that is getting old. If I hear one more flip about foreign and a foreign, I'm just, I'm gonna lose it, honestly. So yeah, that's what I thought about Poke It Out with Wale and J. Cole. Uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Poke It Out? And do you feel like this is a hot track or no? Now we're going to get into the one and the only Meek Mandela Expensive Pain. I be f NBA, you know I ain't never gonna say. 
New contract being like I play ball, little boy ain't nothing to play with. I told her pull up, she told me she can't hunt. We sharing location. Yeah. I was riding in the ghost with a ghost gun. Seen you out with your kids, so you old one. And my man in the can while you taking out the trash. You gon' pop with the mat like don't run. Everybody up here, they all get high. You ever had a fossil? It's too much cash for me to hide. I had to get a little bro song. I f around from time. So, Meek Dirk, I mean, Baby Mills, actually, I don't think any of those names are his name, Meek, Meek Mill, my bad, I don't know why I got him confused with Lil Dirk and Baby, it's, it's almost like he was trying to rap like them the whole project, but anyways, so Meek, <laughs> Meek Mill has released his new album called Expensive Pain because paying is very expensive, according to Baby Meek. So, and includes cameos from the likes of Kalani, Lil Uzi Vert, Young Thug, and many more. Also, the track I just played at the beginning of the segment did have Lil Baby and Lil Dirk on it, which kind of adds to my point that he was trying to sound like them a little bit, as the first three tracks was kind of like him rapping in that cadence, which, which I'm not saying... Little Baby and Little Dirk have not been in the game long enough for me to say that they created that style, but currently in 2021, they are the hottest artists using that flow right now. So, in turn, when you are using that exact same flow to a T, it's not even changed up a little bit. On some tracks it is, we're going to get to that. And I actually like this album, but I'm still pointing out... I mean, I also like Baby and Dirk's album, so of course I'm gonna like this album. But anyways, so the way that he mimicked the flow was just to a T, and it was just like, okay, let me use Baby's flow, Dirk's flow, and then use my Meek Mill shouting from the back of the car, but kind of hold off on that a little bit because people are starting to notice that I rap like I'm shouting in the back of a car. So for Expensive Pain, it was a lot of Meek Mill rapping but it was to the little baby little dirk type flow so for for little baby and little dirk to literally be the first features on, on this album and to be together is almost you almost couldn't make stuff like this up like it's almost like i'm exactly telling you how meek mill was thinking <laughs> so yeah uh as far as everything else surrounding the album i mean in 2018 he had championships which i thought was a great meek album like it had i think that was the album that had what's free that track was amazing that i mean jay-z of course one of the best rappers to ever do it had one of his best verses on what's free because he really dove deep like that was perfect setup that was a perfect setup for jay-z so getting into the rest of the album but i mean we're gonna go i'm gonna go track by track because i actually listened to this multiple times like i really like this album the only I got my critique critique out of the way because I felt like he was trying to rap like Baby and Dirk, but at this point of the segment, you probably understand my point when it comes to that. So for the rest of the album, I don't really know what he was trying to go with it because so championships was Grammy nominated. This one will not be Grammy nominated. Not because it's bad. It's just not. It's, this is not the year for the, for this type of album. Like I really liked it, but at the same time, I don't think this was anywhere close to championships. And it's 
I don't know. It, it's just it, it's not it's not good. <laughs> I mean, it's a good album. I, I was looking at something else. Sorry. Some sometimes I'm looking at an article and my my takes get mixed up because I'm doing things so many things at one time. But that's kind of like behind the scenes. But anyways, so Meek Mill with Expensive Pain. I feel like this album is good, not great. I feel like Championships was great. That's why I was nominated in 2018. This album I feel like will come and go. But that art, that cover art though, now that's amazing. That is a great cover art, if I do say so myself. Track number one, this is a 18 track album. So for track number one, it's the intro of course, because Meek Mandela always comes hard with his intros. He's like the best, one of the best intro makers to ever do it. Then you get to this album's intro. <laughs> And it's a solid intro. I'm not, I'm, it's not a skip at all. It's definitely not a skip. I like this track. It's just not a Meek Mill type intro. It felt it felt like a mixtape type start than an album type start, if that makes sense. Like it just felt like let's just get straight into it. I'm rapping right off the bat. Then uh, okay, let's slow build, let's get a sample. Let's let me talk about something that's personal. Now it was just straight just rapping and old oh, people hate on me. Well, guess what? Everybody in the world feels like they're hated on, so <laughs> that's not unique at all. So anyways, track number two, outside, in parentheses, 100 miles per hour. It says 100 mph for those that was wanting to look it up, being all technical and everything. But I also like that track. This is why I get into the, the Meek Dirk and the Baby Mills type names, because he's definitely rapping like Dirk on outside, 100 miles per hour. Like, it's, it's just... It's almost blatant, but Meek Mill's been in the game longer, so to point that out will be kind of blasphemous for people who's in the industry, because then Meek Mill can say, I've been around way longer than them, which is a valid point, but it still doesn't negate the fact that you can take somebody's new flow and use it for your own, as we've seen the GOAT do many times in Aubrey, but you know, he does it so well that we don't say anything about that, so a little biased, but you know, it's Drake, what do you guys, what are you going to say? <laughs> Track number three, On My Soul. Now this track on my is it on my soul or is it another one? I'm trying to look up the snippets. Yeah, so the snippet is I can't tell you the snippets. It's a little. It's like one of the small surprises. Like it's not like really a surprise, but I just can't name it out. Name it out. Like I'll let you know when we get to it. <laughs> Anyways, on my soul, I really I really like all three of these. I like the start of this album. It's just not an album. To me it's like a mixtape type vibe it's like he's just rapping to rap and sound good over a beat then to actually give us some type of cohesion and story from his life perspective this sounds expensive expensive pain sounds exactly like a mixtape meek mill should have came out and said this is my mixtape not my real album like look at the, some of the features he has on here no disrespect to gigs. No disrespect to Lil Snoop. Well, not Lil Snoop. No, let me take that back. That was, he was not a feature on there. Um, no. <laughs> and plus, I don't want no smoke. With none of the, yeah, yeah. That was definitely a, 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 a misspoke. <laughs> um, no disrespect to gigs. No disrespect to Vori. No disrespect to Kalani, ASAP Furry. But the album that Meek Mill put together with Championships. I believe didn't have any of them on there. Like it had the likes of Drake, Jay-Z, a lot of other like big names. Like it was it was something serious. Like championships was something serious. And this one seems more of a mixtape than an actual album effort from Meek Mill. Like it felt like something like 
he cooked up, which... What's that word? What is I forget the word, because I was about to say it. Like, I'm really trying to trying to sugarcoat my opinion, but really, I like, like, I think it's a good album. So, I think that's what I meant. Like, I'm going to stop saying that. I'm going to stop putting the, the, the little nice sugar in front of it. I'm going to just tell you what I think of it. So, the, I think it's an actual mixtape. I don't think it's played out. It doesn't play out like an album, because all these tracks don't sound the same. That's not what I'm saying. But the first four tracks completely are the same type of tempo and, and, and everything. So I, I really like it, but at the same time, it's, it's a it's a mixtape. Like the, He can't convince me he made this with the intention of being an album. Or label called and was like, hey, we need something pandemic, you know, struggling, all that. So, and then Meek Mill was like, well, I don't have anything. And they was like, well, let me go on your files and find something. And then they found this. So um, yeah, that's, that's either it was a mixtape or he just had no type of music in the backlog to throw on the album. What track are we on? Track number four, Sharing Location, uh, Sharing Locations. Sharing Locations featuring Baby and Meek. Well, not now, Meek. Well, it's, you might, it might as well be featuring Meek. Lil Baby and Lil Dirk carry this whole track. I think that's why he even picked this as a single. I mean, it literally has a sample. It, has, it sounds like a, a, a throwaway from Voice of the Heroes. Like, if you listen to Voice of the Heroes and listen to Sharing Locations, the sample they use fits perfectly with the voice of the heroes track like it's just like i think they just threw this away like they already have a meek mill feature on the actual album but for this it's like okay just let them have it because we already have a meek mill verse don't need two on one project so yeah meek mill took it around with it made it his single so that's why yeah, I really like this album, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of flaws. There's a lot of flaws. <clears throat> Track number five, Expensive Pain. This is the first snippet I'm going to play so y'all can hear Expensive Pain by Meek Mill right now. This is culture currency. Money don't never worry me. Gotta have my chopper from this been getting embarrassing. She seen me cuddle with my stick, say, boy, you need some therapy. And I can't lie, I probably do because I still had dreams. Air me. It ain't no fuck fair me. I let bad share me, and they love it clearly. Used to fit 80 in them pockets, now we double married. Cause I just cook the culinary up, like I know culinary. Yeah. And this yeah, so uh, Meek Mandela only gets 30 seconds as a snippet because unless you're the GOAT, or unless I have the time to really dive into your album, then you'll get more than 30 seconds as, as a snippet. But since I feel like this is a mixtape, this is gonna get the, not the quick review, cause I'm obviously breaking down everything I feel like well, I feel like breaking down about this about this album, but at the same time, like that that was a standout for me on the album because it slowed the beat down. Obviously, I don't want me to rap over all slow beats for an album, but like that's more of an intro I feel like than what he put at the beginning. The first three songs could have came after Expensive Pain, and I feel like it would have been a better intro because Expensive Pain is the intro for this album. I feel like. Then we get into the track Ride For You featuring Kalani. And that track is okay. I mean, it's solid, nothing too crazy. Then we're going to get into track number seven, which is called Me featuring ASAP Ferg. I feel like ASAP Ferg and Meek Mill's dynamic throughout this whole track is just fire. Like the way that they put this together and the way that they just rap 
over and i mean of course the rappers i mean they're gonna be able to rap <laughs> but the beat i think i don't know if this one was produced by boy wonder or hot but one of these tracks is produce what type of word is that <laughs> anyways um boy wonder boy wonder or boy wonder i don't know he produced one of these tracks either me or hot and is that it's not the snippet on play it's not the snippet it's not one of the snippets i have for the album but i would highly recommend you check out both of those tracks with asap ferg and moneybag yo because those are both bangers and they are they are some fire tracks so yeah i really like those um again the track number nine love train now i like this like i like this album so this is the like I don't want to feel like I'm bashing this album. I just felt like it was a mixtape type format, which made it a good album, not a great. So, Love Train, Meek Mill started like singing, kind of. He was singing, not on like some R&B tank type stuff, but he was he was definitely you know expressing his feelings throughout his throughout his art, and that included a little vocals inflection from from Meek Mandela. So, uh, yeah, I, I felt like Love Train was definitely a standout from the album. And I believe that is the second snippet, which it is. Second snippet for the album. And here it is right now. I only can tell you the truth. Yeah. Uh, I seen so many new switching. I had to cut them off. So many stacking different we stuff. Buy up the score, I want for more shit. I'm like, it's at the y'all. And you ain't got to talk behind my back, you know my number, call me mm. Cause I heard they said I wasn't feeding the team I'm in the studio all night, but I'm like, what do you mean? Shit all them nights from private flights, but like we living a dream Remember we said we wouldn't let deep get in between When people told me you was jealous, I just wouldn't believe And when they tell me you was fucked, no, I couldn't believe it I tried to give you all my blame Yeah, so Love Train, I mean, you can kind of hear it in the snippet, he started going on his uh sentiment i don't even know how to sentimental he goes on he's very vulnerable in this track so he uh it's like a love song kind of you know he slows the beat down you know starts to play with the vocal inflection starts to talk about how he would have did this how he would have did that you know and it, it was a really nice it was a really nice track you know it was a really nice track to set the mood track number <laughs> Track <laughs> okay, tr- track number 10, if I can get myself together. Uh, track number 10, sen- I don't even know what that word was. Track number 10, North North Side, South Side, featuring gigs. So, um, I actually don't see the numbers for this track, so I wonder if this track is doing numbers at all. North, North Side, South Side, man, that's a tongue twister. Try to say that 10 times fast, but Meek Mill is going crazy on this track like i really like north south okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna stop saying the track track number 10 okay i've already said the title multiple times you know what i'm talking about track number 10 meek mill is going crazy like i really like this track and the way that he's just flowing on it is just like i mean it's nothing crazy because of course we heard it from baby and dirt but when it works for meek like it really works and he and he's going crazy and that up tempo like it really gets you going and then Giggs gets on the track. So yeah, <laughs> track number 11, We Slide, featuring Young Thug. Now, I feel like this is the candidate, top candidate for a top track on the album. 
for me, my favorite track on the album. I don't know. I really like that Money Bag Yo track, but I also like that ASAP Ferg uh, track. So it'll be one of those. Like they was going crazy. Uh, either either one of those tracks was my favorite. But anyways, as far as the fan favorite, We Slide featuring Young Thug. Of course, it's the fan favorite. As people really like, well, not the overall fan favorite, but as far as the new tracks. Actually, not even as far as the new tracks. As far as the new tracks, people really like Expensive Pain. But that doesn't count because we already played that. So, We Slide featuring Young Thug. I really like Meek Mill's and Young Meek Mill and Young Thug's chemistry on the mixtape. Like, they really, they really, really get each other in how they make music. Like, the way that these two artists bond is not normal. Like, they have that Drake future type dynamic where they bring the best out of each other and that's just that's just even more showcased in, in this track because if you've listened to meek mill and young thug tracks in the past they have never missed like ever so yeah here's a snippet called we slide featuring young thug here it is right now Got me feeling like the realest on this earth. Trying to wash away my senses, I've been doing dirt. If I press a button on you, going to church. Load them in them, going to work. And we slide, we slide, we slide, we slide, we slide. And we slide, we slide, we slide, we slide, we slide. Putting it in for all my dogs and never made it home. Spending nights all in the booth and I didn't stay alone. So Meek Mandela and Young Thug got themselves one with this track called We Slide. Now, as far as actually blowing up, I mean, we're never going to find out because Meek's whole album, which we're going to get into that in a second. Yeah, let me, we're going to get into that in a second. Let me finish this album review because that's a big part of this. Track number 12, Tweaking featuring Vori. Now, Vori is one of the more up-and-coming talented artists and he's popping up on a lot of notable rappers albums so that's nice to see and he's a great and it was a great track well it was a solid track can't throw around the word great too many times until it loses its meaning track number 13 love money so love money is an okay track that's all i have for it <laughs> track number 14 blue notes 2 featuring little Oot, little 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 uzi vert they uh it, that track has been out so i don't even want to review that like that track i don't like singles that's the only thing i don't like about singles like it feels like it takes me out of the album like it takes me from in that current time to like back when i first listened to that track so blue nose 2 is a great track it's a fire track but i've heard it before track number 15 angels uh parentheses r.i.p little snoop i think that's a good track from meek mill Track number 16, Cold Hearted 3. I don't even remember that track. Track number 17, Halo featuring Brent Fiaz. That's an okay track. I ain't really, I ain't care for that track too much. And track number 18, Flamers Flow. If uh, he could, if I'm never, if I never heard another Meek Mill's Flamers Flow, it would be too soon. So yeah, let's get into the sales because that's the biggest thing I want to get into. So 
expensive pain is nowhere near coming towards the top well, number one for for like top album of the week as taylor swift is going to get number one drake is going to probably get number two and now meek mandela expensive pain is on pace to move eighty-five thousand to ninety-five thousand first week units and that's not good at all for an artist like meek mill he should sell at least between 120 to 150 he is well below 120 in 85 to 95,000. he that's why i say he should have came out and said that this was a mixtape so people promoted this with the label mixtape not the label uh album you know it makes you look like you fell off like it, it makes you look like you've fallen off you know yeah, I don't know the last time. I don't think Meek Mills ever had an album that went under 100,000 sales. So it's been a nice ride for Meek Mandela musically. But as far as numbers wise, it looks like he is falling off. So, yeah, let me know what y'all think of the album and what do y'all think of the tracks on this Expensive Pain album. Click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What is your favorite track off of Expensive Pain? And do you believe that Meek Mill is falling off? Now we're going to get into New World, which is a new Amazon RP, well, RP. I think it's an MMO game that is that Jeff Bezos has already called a success. Now, whenever you take so many trips to the moon which i know it's only been one but for the sake of the joke whenever you take so many trips to the moon and the biggest thing that you call the success is a mmo game mmo game that just came out not even two weeks ago you could say that jeff bezos definitely has a lot on his plate as the way that he calls this game a success is different from other things that he enjoys in his daily life that people would call would definitely call a success now i don't know if any of that made sense but new, <laughs> a new game new world came out and it's just taking the gaming community by storm so the biggest thing about new world is that of course it's a new world and it's a MMO game meaning that it's a live service based on Amazon so Amazon put out this game Amazon is trying to get into the video game space and for Jeff Bezos to call this a success kind of going at the critics saying that because let me tell you the the Amazon games that they put out in the past is not the Amazon games that they're putting out now it's night and day as far as the product not production wise it's not music but as far as development wise and game mechanics wise which is still new world still has some things to fix but it's way better than some of the games that came out with in the past so i can't even name any like i think there was a battle royale they tried to do and they, they've been trying to do live services that's what amazon's been shooting for that's the biggest thing right now for those that don't know in the gaming industry is live services for those that don't know what that means is me it means when you put out a game and the game the sole purpose of the game is to keep players engaged for so long that they keep playing it for years to come kind of like gta try to think of like gta 5 fortnite games that come out and keep adding content to keep players engaged and keep playing the game for years to come 
Now, how many games succeed in that that marketing plan? Only the one percent, <laughs> because people move on just like that. Like we're in the age now with the internet and everything, people will get something and move on to the next. Like back in the day, you could get something and spend like your whole week or month on it. Now, literally, games come out every minute of the day. Well, not every minute. Like, that's a little exaggeration, but definitely every day like games come out every day so to try to get to the top you have to have this type of backing with jeff bezos and amazon and of course the amount of money that they have well he has uh he putting into this game he's probably glad that he was able to throw shade at the naysayers saying quote after many many failures and setbacks in gaming we have a success so proud of the team for the persistence view setbacks as helpful obstacle obstacles you know i can't read you know i'm just trying my best you know i, I quit now just play with you <laughs> okay uh let me get back to the quote okay so view setbacks as helpful obstacles that drive learning whatever your goals are don't give up no matter how hard it gets so inspirational and then he put new world some like screenshots from new world and then some some articles that was <laughs> that was talking about how amazon can make everything but a good game it was from bloomberg.com so obviously he's taking shots at some specific people like he literally called out names which i mean it's not a name but it's an article and whenever you're that big you're definitely calling out a name because you probably know who owns that article but or that company so for the post launch for new world that will be the most interesting thing to see when it first came out the mmorpg peaked at 707,000 concurrent players on steam which was the which is the overall overall record for 2021 right now it's at 800,000 simultaneous players on new world so it's probably way higher than that right now as i mean the game just came out word of mouth you know it's getting a lot of great reviews so people are hopping on the, the hype and playing the game so that that's nice to see what else on twitch one one major twitch player had 980,000 concurrent viewers i'm just throwing numbers at you cuz i don't know if people really i don't know if um People really care about numbers like that. Like, it's not really hip-hop, you know, first-week sales. People don't really care too much about the first-week sales with, with the video games. They just care about, is it a fun game and is everybody playing it? Which definitely adds to the sales. But for gamers, I don't think we've gotten to that point yet where they're just like, oh, I just need to see the sales before I play the game. Like, I feel, I, for, for games, I feel like it's more of, is my friends playing this than is the world playing this, so... With the numbers, it seems like most people is playing this, so most likely your friend is definitely playing New World. There's a lot of game modes 
the game modes in this game there's factions there's pvp there's 50 versus 50 pvp so you can have like a whole war in new world which is pretty cool you can make your own character of course i've seen some pretty crazy creations not even gonna speak on some of the ones i saw i don't yeah y'all minds are twisted out there but <laughs> but anyways um what else New World gives you a lot to do in the game, of course. I mean, with, with it being an open, well, not like uh, a huge. Well, when I say like, I've never really played it. I've played MMOs before, but I've never delved deep into an MMO before. Like the closest thing to that for me would be an RPG game, which I guess is the same thing. But at the same time, like it's not because <laughs> you have to. It's, it's way different from playing a single player RPG to playing like an MMO when everybody else is trying to level up the character alongside you you know there's a lot of there's a lot more boundaries you know you can't just make your character op and and just destroy everything in mmos you have to build your character up the biggest thing i wanted to get into when when talking about new world it's the fact that amazon has finally found the game like you know your game is successful when there's reports coming out that when you're that there were servers that was not shutting down but like slowing up because of it being overfilled um overfilled is that is that a word i don't know I, i'm pretty sure that's a, anyways let me keep going on with my point so during the new world it's the servers are fine now but when it first came out which is not too long ago. This is a new game, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if I said that. But um, the, the overfilling of the servers made it lag. So now, with the servers being fine, you can kind of stamp your game of success because you got past one of the hardest things to get past, which is servers. I mean, just ask, just ask NBA 2K. So, New World definitely has promise. It's definitely doing tremendous right now. Numbers-wise, it's on the rise to be one of the best games of 2021. I think I can say that right now. Unless, because with MMOs, I heard, like, from people who played it, I heard that for, for not like New World, but who play, people who play MMO, like, actually play, like, a lot of games. They say the biggest thing with MMOs is the end game. So if people get to the end game and don't like it, the game could die on, not on arrival because it's been here, but the game could die in like a month or two because people get to the end game and then it's like the end game was trash and it doesn't motivate me to keep playing the game. I think and then a, a, an example they brought up was Destiny, I believe. They said Destiny had a I don't know if it was a bad end game, but I'm pretty sure they said Destiny has something controversial, controversial that made gamers not want to play Destiny anymore. So I don't know if speci specifically. I, well, I forget specifically what they was talking about because they were definitely giving me a lot of like information about that. But like as far as far as New World, we would just have to wait and see because obviously, well, I never play the MMO but I would assume it takes a long time to get to the end game obviously you have those who's just gonna run through it and then not speed run but like be like oh I'm the first person to beat new world or something like that so 
we should see pretty soon if people like the the end game or not but as far as amazon and new world and jeff bezos is the the hands-on reviews from people have been just like if i had to sum it up in one word each review is very promising so i don't know what else i want to get into a new world i really like this game i watched it for a little bit watched people play it it's it's an interesting game i'll say that like it's it's very interesting to say the least there's a lot is a lot in it like it's all it's a lot to learn in it so yeah that's all i really wanted to get into a new world um as far as everything else i don't really i'm trying to find something i'm missing i don't think i'm missing anything yeah i'm pretty sure that's it pretty sure i covered everything okay so yeah, that's New World. Uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of New World, the MMORPG that's on the rise, backed by Amazon? Which so that's already scary in itself. Amazon's trying to take over everything. Next, you know, Amazon's gonna hop into like I don't know what hasn't Amazon hopped into. You already knew they was gonna tap into the gaming industry as that's one of the rising industries in the world. But most people don't know that don't know that but it's okay we can we can let them figure out after we take advantage of it <laughs> so um yeah click my link in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of new world and do you think that this is the best game of 2021 now we're gonna get into little wayne and rich the kid trust fun babies there's not really too much I'ma talk I'ma say about this mixtape album. I don't project collection of songs. I can't call it trash because Lil Wayne's on it. But let me just say, let me just say this. Like, whenever you have Lil Wayne and you're making a project with him, it's there has to be a documentary on on the process of this of this project. Like it they it, we we need we like as hip hop fans we deserve to see how this project was made. Now I'm talking about the latest joint album between Lil Wayne and Rich the Kid called Trust Fund Babies. It's ten tracks. What else? What else do you need to know about this? For the pro. <laughs> You can't make this you can't make this stuff up for the promo mac main came out and no disrespect to mac main i'm just i'm just quoting him mac main came out and said wayne and rich the kid have a project together together that's coming out soon and then the project came out like a day or two after on, on like thursday midnight slash friday well technically it would be friday so, yeah, that that was the rollout for this pro for this project, and, and that should have already told you what what to expect for the for this. As this, like, I don't with Lil Wayne on the project. I don't. Lil Wayne is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Like, like he he didn't f like find, but it the 
eye for talent or the I don't know what the the ear eye the eye for talent is just off the charts. Name another artist who brought up who brought two artists who brought two polarizing artists into the game like Lil Wayne. With Drake, with Nicki, the way that he brought them to the game, it wasn't he didn't have to co-sign them at the time. Like he was just blazing hot and he just set aside for his proteges to take off. I say the right protege. I don't know. But he uh he literally it was like a Steph Curry type move. Like when when Steph Curry just took a break from winning all the MVPs and going to the final when well, he still went to the finals, but winning all the MVPs to let Kevin Durant shine. It was kind of like that. Like Lil Wayne let Drake just have a career of his own and just sat back and supported. Like that's why he's one of my favorite artists of all time because I don't know too many rappers that wouldn't get jealous then try to overstep or I don't know some some way try to little bro Drake by saying like I'm the guy who found you. Like Lil Wayne's never came out and was just like yeah forget Drake he's just ungrateful I'm the one who found him all his success is because of me like he's never came out and just said that but drake always attributes his success to lil wayne now how did we get on drake and lil wayne from this project because i have nothing to talk about with this project like this is this is bad this is a bad project like this is i don't i'm gonna stop saying like the lil wayne part obviously y'all know how i feel about lil wayne now let's get into rich the kid so rich the kids part on this project like somewhere in this project they needed to establish how how they met each other like how this came about this project needs to have a documentary because we have to figure out like it's like a hip-hop you know those hip-hop unsolved mysteries like we need a a, a docu-series or however you say it on the, the process of making trust fund babies because there was no way these two was in the studio together this is how i believe it came about so this album is on pace to sell like ten thousand units which in, in its first week sales are ten thousand so some artists do that with just one song not even one song like maybe even half of one song like this project's not doing well sales wise the marketing plan wasn't good which makes me feel like Lil Wayne like did this as a favor like Lil Wayne and Rich the Kid must have a great relationship I know Rich the Kid had a Kendrick feature I think it was called New Freezer which that track was fire but how Rich the Kid has all these crazy connections to these icon iconic rappers I have no idea so this project well not the project what was that I was getting into something. Oh, okay, yeah. How I this is how I feel like the project came about. So Lil Wayne makes like a thousand songs a day, right? He's just rap, he's just rapping, just forever. Like he freestyles all his stuff. Of course, you've seen it live, you've seen it on video, you you've seen it. Like he's a freestyler in its in its peak. You know, he that's just what he does. I'm thinking Lil Wayne has so much music that he just set aside a, a set of, of like a set of verses, and whoever was the highest bidder got to use them. 
<laughs> like that's literally how I feel like this came about. Rich the kid came through. He was like, you know, I'm rich. It's in the name. So he bought the whole verse, the whole package of verses, and used them for this project. So that's how I feel like this came about. I don't even know if Lil Wayne put this on his Instagram or whatever. I didn't. I haven't even checked. But of course, nobody else promoted this. People act like this project haven't, like, didn't even come out, which is like, which is crazy because for for people who have to talk about this type of thing like you have to acknowledge that this came out and it, it just feels like a waste of time because this project is utterly terrible and just it's one of the worst yeah it's, it's, it's not it like I don't I don't like trashing Lil Wayne so I can't go too hard on it but as far as Rich the Kid's side of it like I feel like Lil Wayne literally set aside a pack of verses for the highest bidder and Rich the Kid just ended up being that highest bidder. So yeah, that's what I that's how I feel about Trust Fund Babies. Click my link tree in my bio to let me know what do y'all think of Trust Fund Babies and I'd even what's your favorite project? What is what do you think's the worst track on it? Let's go the opposite way. What do you think is the worst track on this project? Because that, that would be harder than picking out the best one. So well, that would be easier than picking out the best track on the album. So, um, so yeah. Now let's get into the overview of the pod. First, we started with Wale and Jake. Wale. Yeah, I think I said that right. I don't know why I thought it was Wally. I was about to say Wally, like it was a Pixar movie. Wale and J Cole poke it out. You know, they pander. They pander to something very specific. But because this is a PG pod, I'm not gonna point that out. But I really like the track, and I love. Jermaine's verse. So, next segment we have Meek Mandela, Meek Dirk, Baby Mills, and Expensive Pain. Talked about how Meek was definitely sounding like Little Dirk for the first four tracks on the album. Kind of got into his own for the rest of the album, but I really like the album. Like I feel like it's a really solid outing for Meek Mill. Now, as far as the sales. You don't want to talk about those, like. Let's not talk about the sales because the, the sales is um the sales are on the downward slope, and it's sad to see you you're seeing the down not like the downfall of Meek Mill, but sales wise, you're seeing Meek Mill may have officially fallen off. Then we get into New World, and I talked about how Amazon has finally caught themselves a lightning, a lightning rod in the in the in, in the bottle. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Anyways, New World is a great game. It's backed by Amazon. Jeff Bezos came out to basically throw shade at all the naysayers, seeing like, hey, I can't make a good game, or I can't fund a good, I can fund a good game. So good for Amazon. You know, they're taking over the world step by step basically becoming a monopoly but you know whatever i guess we just let them become a monopoly whatever then we ended with little wayne and rich the kid trust fund babies and i talked about how that was the, one of the worst projects i've ever heard in 2021 so that's about it for the episode thanks for tuning in to the to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, 
click my cash app link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall make sure to share this podcast and rate this five stars on apple Podcasts as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses thank you for tuning in thank you for tuning in to another episode of the notorious mass effect